Welcome to Tech Down, the somewhat weekly podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. My name is Aaron Comp, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Adam. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing good. You switched up the intro. I did. I had to. At this point, we're perpetuating a lie. Yeah. How long has it been since our last recording? Like, almost a month. Yeah. It's been, like, three weeks. And we try to at least be bi-weekly. What happened to us? Uh, life. Life happens. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, feels good to be back in the seat. What have you been up to over the past month? Uh, enjoying the the joys of home ownership. I've been spending a lot of time in my backyard. That's been, like, my pet project. Yeah, sunbathing? Sunbathing, uh, skimming our pool. No, we haven't opened that yet, but I have been just... Getting in the swing of things, like, I I think it's been so long since we've talked that I've made a bunch of purchases uh, for lawn care equipment. So, I mean, that, that's that been, like, my main thing. Hold on one second. I'm going to strangle a cat. Okay, cool. It's funny how uh, you buy a house and then immediately you don't have time for podcasting. I totally know how that goes. Yeah, I know. I have like, I had all these grand ambitions. Like, I'm going to create like a dedicated podcast room. I'm going to get all this foam padding for the my office. The sky's the limit. Like, I'll, I'm going to be podcasting a hundred times a month. And, and yeah, it turns out uh, just maintaining a home, not even improving a home, is a lot of work. Yeah. I hear you. So, I mean, I've been, I've been buying, I bought like a lawnmower. I bought a weed whacker. I bought a, a leaf blower. Um, what am I missing? A hedge trimmer. So I've nice. been I've been going all out, man. That tax return is spent. Dude, that is uh awesome. I remember getting all that stuff very clearly and the pride that comes with maintaining your lawn. Like I was never like that kind of guy until I got a house and now I uh now now I take a lot of pride in my lawn. In fact, you Snapchatted me that I needed to mow my lawn, and it actually <laughs> cut me pretty hard. I was wondering if anyone else uh, sent that to you or not. I oh, was wondering. That, my lawn looks beautiful. It does. I still took it personally. It's a little long on the long side, and I can understand mowing long. Uh, yeah, so like at a high setting, but that didn't look like a recently mowed lawn. Uh, well, okay, so it's been a week and a half. We're recording. That's on the Wednesday sweet spot right now. Yeah, it's been a week and a half since I mowed my lawn. And I actually, uh, I just watched a YouTube video series about how to dominate your neighbor lawn-wise. Wow. And uh, it's all about, like, uh, mowing it lawn- long and, uh, like, the the edge yep. next to your neighbor, like, going the right direction so that when the sun hits it, it looks darker. So oh, it just looks wow. way, way better. Yeah, That's a good tip right there. So I'm just I'm just trying to go long so that I can dominate my neighbor. Uh but so I actually I got a edger. A I saw this. Ago. Yeah, you got a black and decker. Yeah, I started edging and it's awesome. It's my new favorite tool. I, that's really cool, but I'm a little confused what the difference between a weed whacker and an edger does cuz you can do edging with a weed whacker, right? Yeah, but it's not the same. Like a weed whacker is not meant to do edging. Right. Like, the edger goes into the dirt slightly. Like, it starts to kick up just a little bit of dirt, and it, like, pushes the lawn back so that it doesn't encroach onto the sidewalk. Mm. Uh, and, like, a weed whacker is more for, uh, like, hard-to-reach hard areas. Like, maybe you can't get your lawnmower into all the little nooks and crannies. 
So for the uh, first two years that I had my house, I used my weed whacker as an edger. And uh, I noticed that my lawn was starting to come onto my sidewalk. So I took care of that this year. Boom. Nice. So that was a good purchase because I appreciate a nice clean edge, you know? It's yeah. like trimming up the beard and the back of the neck, but for your lawn. Yeah, that's an apt analogy. It, it feels good. It looks good. I'm happy. Nice. One last thing I want to mention before we uh, dive into our main topics uh, about lawn care stuff is that all of my new products are entirely electric. I didn't get any gas-powered anything. And this was like a big sticking point with me because I did, I went into this buying process like a gadget nerd, you know, like I did all these, I went on YouTube and I saw all these video reviews and I went to the wire cutter to see how they weighed in on all these different categories. And what I ended up doing was buying into the Ego Power Plus ecosystem of products. So they're all electric and the battery's interchangeable. There's a lot that are like this, like Ryobi. Um, and I, I don't think Black & Decker uses batteries, right? I thought most of those are, uh, they have extension cords. Correct me if I'm wrong, you would know better. Um, yes, I believe you are correct. Yeah, but I mean, just, I was really impressed with what I saw online. So I took the hit and it was a big hit and got the Ego Power Plus mower and that came with the battery. So I figured I had already sort of you know, locked myself in. So I went ahead and got all of the rest of the things I talked about at the top of the show. And so far, I have no complaints. It's been really, really good. I like it a lot. So I'm adding Aaron's battery-powered long lawn care to the parking lot so that we can check back in on how this is going because I'm actually, most of my stuff is corded. Oh, you got to break the chain, man. My weed whacker is battery-powered, and it's actually kind of a hassle. Really? It's a little bit older. It was a hand-me-down, and uh, it would often die, like, in the middle of a whacking session, and I'd have to stop and go charge it again. Yeah, I'm not going to submit that to our title list. <laughs> it's a little too on the nose. <laughs> Come uh, on, man. Uh, but I, I hear that a lot about most electric lawn care things, and, like, most of the reviews for the Ego stuff that I saw Almost all of them said something to the effect of, now I've had these preconceived notions about electric, blah, 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 but the Ego, you know, performs just like gas. And it has, at least the battery I got, they have a variety. It has like a really good uh, capacity. I think it's like 45 minutes of mowing. And then the charger is like super fast. It takes like 30 minutes to charge the battery all the way. So if you had two batteries, you could just like hot swap them in and out. I just have the one, but so far I have not killed the battery once. Mm. And when I'm, you know, I, when I mow after I'm done, I just drop the battery onto the charger and do something else for a little bit. And when I come back, you know, it's all charged up and I'm ready for weed whacking. It's a pretty hassle free. Oh, so it's the same battery that's used yeah. across appliances. Yeah. Huh. That is, and you only have one. I only have one. Hmm. The one thing that burns me is that, um, I did all this research and I bought my mower and I was really happy with it until I looked online and I saw that I had purchased the recently outdated version of the mower. Oh, no. They just released a brand new version as I was doing my research and I didn't know that. Oh my it, gosh. It kind of kills me a little bit in like the Apple nerd way where like I got to have the latest and greatest. Like the thing works great. It's really, really nice. Best lawnmower I've used. Um, but it, it just burns me that there's a somewhat better version out there. Yeah. We talked about this with cars 
uh, last episode, right? Where I feel like I need to apply smartphone purchasing rationale to my car buying decisions. And that's not usually an industry that you apply that to. Same thing with lawnmowers. Yeah, exactly. There's a slightly better one out there if you had waited just another week. <laughs> Maybe if you had your ear to the ground more vis-a-vis the lawnmower rumor mill, yeah. you would have known. I, I don't know. I got to start looking up YouTube videos about how to dominate my lawn, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to add that to the notes. Uh, let's see. I don't even, Where do we add notes? We should have that, but we don't. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see. We're talking about lawn care right now. You can edit this out in post or leave it. Little little inside baseball for what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, lawn domination. <clears throat> I'll add that to the show notes, and you can check it out and uh, know how to dominate. Cool, cool. Cool. So what what else has happened since we last recorded? Well, dude, so uh, I went uh, I went to Utah. That's right. I do that every once in a while. That's part yes. of the reason that we didn't record. We don't have to talk about that, though. It's not super interesting. Land of the Salt Lakes. <sighs> Indeed. Um, let's see. I released a app for Apple TV. This wasn't released uh, last time we recorded, right? I think I had only submitted. You had just recently received a rejection letter. Oh, yes. And then in between recording and putting it out, you had gotten your rejection letter, and that's how you uh, came at the show notes for last episode. Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, so uh, Prime did get released in the last month, and I've also uh, had a change of heart and changed the name of Prime. Like all on your own? Uh, Yeah. Uh, no big shot lawyers uh, requested you do that? No. I The thing that convinced me was I released it and I was all happy and I posted to a couple of subreddits um, about the app and how people should check it out and give me some feedback. And most of the feedback that I got was that it was confusing to have it named Prime because of Amazon Prime Video. Hmm. Uh, which, uh, I don't know if we discussed it last episode, but definitely was not my intention. And so it was something I wanted to head off as quickly and as swiftly as I could. So, uh, the app is now called Binge. Binge. Okay. All right. Yeah. Long live binge. Hmm. That sounds unhealthy. <laughs> um, it's actually really interesting because I had a hard time like I had to come up with a new name pretty quickly once I decided I want to change it, wanted to change it. And uh once I decided on binge, I updated the app. I had to record a new or like edit a new little trailer for iTunes. Um and I what else? Oh, I just had to update a couple of assets in the app, that sort of thing. And then released it and then I got rejected again for human interface guideline reasons was it the same reason as before like uh, a misunderstanding no. of what the app was for <laughs> no it was so there's like no consistency with app review um i guess that <clears throat> there's a human interface guideline for the apple tv that says the first screen that you get to if you hit the menu button you should exit the app oh okay 
which for me on first launch, you launch into binge and it usually will go into the regular like TV movies interface. Um, but on first login, it'll actually show a, a login interface for you. And that's modal. So if you hit the menu button, it will dismiss that and you're in the regular interface. And then you hit menu again to go back to the main screen of the Apple TV. So you had to rework that a little bit? Yeah, and it was super not straightforward. Um, so I... Do you uh, mean that re-architecting the app was not straightforward or what you had to change was not? Um, yeah, the re-architecting. Mm. I like had to change the root view controller depending on if it's the first launch or not. Um, so that was a little bit of a pit. So I like had this name change update that also had a couple of bug fixes that I couldn't get pushed through the app store. That also required major re-architecture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a name change. Um, and that was see. completely voluntary. Uh, well, yes, I just, yeah. At the time that I submitted it, it was voluntary. <laughs> Who knows if it would continue to be the same. So had you, just playing hypotheticals here, so you have Prime in the store and you submit a update that has some bug fixes and it rebrands the app to Binge. That mm -hmm. got uh, rejected. Mm -hmm. So at this point, could you have just said, never mind, and kept Prime in the store? Or have you like gone down a path and now you need to finish it out? Like, Can you just keep your existing version in the store? Is that a problem at all? What, I mean, the version that's in the store now is Binge. Because it's gone through. Yeah. Had it not gone through, it's you could have kept on you could have kept that original version in the store, right? Uh I suppose. Until... Or was it like they're like, hey, wait a minute, this last version, you also have this menu button thing going on. Well, yeah, so there was that. Um like that had to be fixed eventually if I ever wanted to get an app or a review reliably through app review um but also like as i mentioned in the i guess in the show notes for the last episode um like they noticed that the app was named prime um for the first version that came out and then i complained a little bit and some other reviewer moved it through um so i would have to imagine that eventually if i hadn't changed the name apple would have uh, acted and just started not releasing my yeah. updates. Okay, fair enough. So I figured all around better to uh, just bite the bullet at the start and do a uh, do a name change. Yep, I got gotcha. you. All right, cool. So everybody, uh, search for binge in in the Apple TV store. That's right. Um, and as a side note, dude, I am. I don't know if I'm ever going to release an app and charge less than five dollars again. Yeah, you've it's been just, pretty happy with the response? Yeah. Like, I only have to sell a handful to make way, way more than I would selling a, a 99-cent app. Like, it's just something that I do on the side. And if I can, like, buy a, a new, I don't know, piece of computer hardware with app sales, like, I'm a happy camper. And, and I'm able to reach that kind of goal pretty pretty quickly with this app. There's also like a built-in market and audience for it, so that helps too, I suppose. Yeah, and there hasn't been like a, was it dot or drive to the bottom kind of like, you know, 
philosophy with that app store yet. Like when, when the iOS app store started, like there were high priced apps, you know, like there was $20 apps, you know, $10 apps. It wasn't uncommon that your app was $5. Now, if you charge 99 cents, you know, you lose a lot of market share. I think just because of the amount of apps in the tvOS app store, you can kind of get away with charging a little bit more. Kind of pays to be like first in the door a little bit. Yeah, agreed. Um, I also think that there's some kind of direct correlation between screen size of the device that your software runs on and how much the market is willing to pay you for that software. Yeah, come to come to think of it, I haven't paid for any watch OS apps. See? Exactly. You're right. Um yeah, so I don't know. Go check out Binge. I'm happy with it. I'm working on more updates that are more than just name changes. So are you able to tuned. link to that or do you just have to tell people search for it? Dude, I can. You and your non-Twitter completionist. Uh I'll I'll link to it. I uh it was something they released actually right after Binge came out. What used well, to be called Prime. Okay. All right. So I I didn't miss it by too much. No, it was uh only something recently that they that they did. Okay. All right. Cool, man. Um okay, well, we we've got a couple more follow-ups and then we want a main topic and we talked about keeping the show shorter. So we got to hit this hard. <laughs> um just quick update, Cindy's iPad Pro. I think last episode uh we were still in the return window, if that if that's correct. Um we bought it. She seems happy with it. There's a couple little pain points, but she is working through them. Um, overall, I think she's happy. I think she would have been happy with another computer, or like a uh, like a like a Mac computer. Right. Um, so I don't know. She's she's got it. It it works well enough. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear her thoughts on it. I'm actually really interested to see uh, if they announce any new big iPad Pro features at WWDC that would uh, be exciting to her. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I wonder about that. Yeah, hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about that later as that blessed date approaches. Yep, Christmas in June. Yep. All um, right. Are you, are you going to WWDC? I put my name into the lottery, mm-hmm. and I did not get accepted three years running. Oh, that's so, that seems, I don't know. It seems like they have it out for you. Yeah, I know that I assume all my Apple crap talking has caught up to me that I put out on this podcast. There was someone on my team who was selected, so he'll be going out. But unfortunately I will have to, uh, try again next year. A friend of the show, Adam Johnson is going. Did you hear about that? Nice. And that is a much closer trip for him too. Yeah. Saves a lot on plane fare. Yeah. Um, so did you put your name into the lottery? I didn't. Um, so this week, WWDC is the last week of school. And my wife is a teacher. So uh, if I had entered and won, not only would she have to take care of our child alone for a week, which uh, is is difficult. He's... He's little and requires a lot of attention. But also the last week of school for a teacher is really stressful. You have to worry about teaching a whole lot of stuff at the end and getting everything cleaned up and closing the classroom. And um, it just, it was not a good, a good week for me. So I opted out. Mm. 
All right, well, I'm holding out hope. 2017, year of tech down goes to WWDC. That's right. Maybe we can do a live show. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe we can just do a recap. <laughs> well, we'll we'll be doing that regardless, no matter yeah. where we are. Yeah. Um, oh, and the last thing that I wanted to say really quick uh, is that I've just, I've been loving Snapchat lately. It's just far and away my favorite social network. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's easy to say. Like, I, I, I'm a lurker on everything but Snapchat right now. Like, yeah. I barely post to Twitter. I think I like things on Facebook occasionally. And then what's the other? Instagram. Uh, the first time, it's, today was the first time in weeks I've launched Instagram, and that's because they had their big design refresh today. So, uh, yeah, I'm right on the same page. Like, it's the only one that I actively post to multiple times a day let alone like multiple times a week. I don't even do that with the other ones. Was there anything in particular about uh, Snapchat that, that's that been standing out to you since we last talked about it? I mean, it's just, it's easy. And that's about it. You can just take a picture of whatever, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You can see other people's pictures of whatever. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't, I don't know. I, I think that... The it doesn't have to be perfect part is really key to what's made me so interested in it, especially like in general. I don't really take selfies like on my camera roll and I certainly don't post them to like Facebook or Instagram or anything like that because I feel like I think I might have mentioned this when we talked about Snapchat last time. It's part of like my social uh, permanent record. Like yeah. every time like a potential employer or a friend I haven't seen in years goes to like my Twitter feed and it's like, oh, there's the silly selfie he took or whatever. Like I'm much more comfortable putting that in Snapchat because it's ephemeral. The audience is much smaller. Like either I'm messaging it to you directly or you're one of my friends and you can see my story. Like I I like the intimacy of the app. That's a big key to what's make it, making it so interesting to me. Yeah. And also, like, it's gamified. Like, I'm getting little rewards and stuff like that and discovering new little Easter eggs and functionality. It's it's just a really cool app. Like, everyone I talk to who is a snooty app developer is like, you know, Snapchat is terrible with user interface guidelines. And, like, I don't care. Like, user interface guidelines can be rewritten based yeah. on what people, you know, like and what they gravitate towards. Dude, I, I completely – I have a blog post in my mind that I want to write about how genius some of the user interface interactions are with Snapchat. And they run counter to a lot of uh, standard conventions, but I think they are wonderful. Yeah, I'm I'm right on that. I I don't have patience for people who talk about it without using it because it because it's different than what is the accepted norm today. You know. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. Snapchat's great. I'll link to uh, both of our Snapchats because you can do that too. I discovered. Oh. Um. So you can follow me and Aaron if you'd like, dude. I I look forward to your uh, morning temperature backyard. You like this? <laughs> Snaps. Yeah. Every day. It's about, I wish I traveled more. It'd be a lot more interesting then. I'll be switching it up uh, on my trip to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that's it about Snapchat. Um, you want to you wanna jump into our main topic? Sure. Yeah, this has been floating around our parking log for a little while now. Uh, and you entered it, I don't know, like maybe a couple months ago at this point. Was there anything in particular that you wanted to talk about? I mean, you can ramp it up if you want. Well, first, are we calling it a parking log or a parking lot? 
Uh, I feel like parking log was a typo. <laughs> we just went with it. Yeah. Isn't that how so many uh, so many inside jokes start? Yeah. Okay. Parking log. It's uh, it's so ordained. Um, I, I don't know. So I wanted to talk about video games mostly because I uh, actually started playing a new video game for the first time in maybe a year. Uh, I played through Rogue Legacy, which is a 2D platformer type game in the style of maybe like Castlevania. Um, and it's, I guess, uh, I guess there's a genre of video game called roguelike hmm. where dungeons are dynamically created and treasures are randomly dropped. That's sort of like, that's, that's what roguelike is. This seems like it's right up friend of the show, Mike Dickman's alley. Yeah, dude. I, if he hasn't played Rogue Legacy, he should check it out. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's really good. It was perfect for me because I could sit down and I could, um, let's see, how do I put it? Like, like you play through it and you could beat the entire game in about 10 or 15 minutes if you got lucky with a couple of random elements and you were really good at the game, but mostly you die after five minutes. And so, um, I would play for five ten minutes if i had a little bit of time and uh feel like i accomplished something like i would acquire some gold or maybe some loot so that on a next uh run through i would be able to do better and i I would just be like all right time to go back to being a dad um so uh yeah i I really like rogue legacy i actually played it with a uh a steel series nimbus is so what, what platform is this on Oh, so this was on Steam, so I was playing it on oh. my Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh I I didn't really have a controller. I got the Steel series to use with the Apple TV and it worked pretty pretty beautifully. Yeah, I don't think we've mentioned you having a uh an Apple TV third party controller before. That's that's really interesting. You said that and it was kind of like a MacGuffin to me, where I was like, Oh, he's playing this on Apple TV. Okay. But you're actually playing it on Steam, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have not heard anything about Rogue Legacy. I I definitely am familiar with uh, the genre of like randomly generated, um, not gameplay, but like elements of the game, like yeah, either like floor dungeons. plans. Yeah, exactly. Like Diablo. Is is that randomly generated? I don't think so. Oh. But the loot system is. You are right about that. Yeah. I think some of it is randomly generated. I could be wrong. Maybe. Maybe I mean I haven't played Diablo three, but so my frame of reference is like fifteen years old. Such uh, but, an old man. I know, but you may be right about that. Yeah, so I haven't uh, really checked this out. Is it is it only available on Steam? Is that Mac and PC? Um, it is Mac and PC. I don't know if it's on any consoles. Let's see. Oh wait, no, PlayStation four, PlayStation three, Xbox, Linux, Mac, PC. It's on all the big players. Cool. Yeah, I could definitely check that out. I'd recommend you do. Uh, and so you have been, you have Rocket League added to the list. Yeah. How's how's that going for you? Yeah. So I got Rocket League back when it was a free PlayStation Plus game, which was actually like the first month it was out. So it got like a huge adoption numbers because of that, and it has been really fun. So it. Uh, if you're not familiar with Rocket League, it is basically little tiny cars that play soccer and they have like, 
you can think of them as jetpacks. So Wait, like you picture them as little tiny cars because I picture them as full size cars playing with a huge ball. Ah, uh, yeah, ah, yeah. And I just blew your mind. I I have to rethink how I play this <laughs> game now to deal with the physics. I mean, I think of them as tiny cars, but that's subjective. Um, and it's it's like a deceptively simple game. Like you can drive around, and there's only so many buttons that do things, but like. There's a lot of complexity that they get out of uh, the controls, like just the ability to jump up into the air and start boosting and still being able to control your car is something that is enormously difficult to get the hang of. And once you do, it's one of those things that I hear uh, like the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne, you know, it's one of those things where you like beat your head against a wall until it clicks and then you feel like a genius or it's like the greatest gameplay ever, like I have had some of the most exhilarating moments playing video games ever with Rocket League. So they started with soccer, and uh, this is actually second in a series. The first game was called something like Super Power Acrobatic Rocket Cars. I missed a couple words there. It's a really long title. Rocket League is a better title. And uh, they really Super Powered Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. I was so close. Wow. I missed a couple keywords there. I didn't know about this. Yeah. And so that game was like kind of a sleeper hit. Like it had a cult following. And this is like breaking the gameplay into the mainstream. Like Rocket League is huge right now. Uh, there's like, what what what's like the, the game, um, the, like the professional gaming networks or whatever. Like they are all over Rocket League right now. Twitch? Yeah, I, I guess. Um, and so... They released an update a couple months back that introduced hockey, and that has been like my jam. I've been all over the Rocket League snow day, they called it, came out around uh, winter time, and it is so much fun. It like completely changes the game, having a puck instead of a ball. Like The physics of it are different. How you play is different, and I've just found myself being a whole lot better at the game when I'm playing snow day instead of the traditional like soccer version dude i didn't even hear about this this came out in december yeah and then most recently they've released a basketball version called yeah, hoops. i heard about that and that is just nuts and i am not as good at hoops although i keep valiantly trying because that ends up you know there's a um there's a lot more aerial work at play where you have to take to the air to score it you know just to sink the ball into the hoop and that is you know, again, it just completely changes the game. Like, they're three completely different, um, you know, gameplay methods, basically, but all with the same controls and the same um, the same universe and the same world and uh, same cars. Yeah. And it has just, like, led to endless replay value for me. And, and especially for a game that has been free, like, that's been awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it breaks my heart uh, that I cannot play Rocket League with you yeah because it is windows and console only yeah and i don't have any of those they've been stringing us along with that mac support it's it's coming but i don't think there's any dates on that and one and i believe it will be cross-platform as well uh oh meaning you could play on mac and i could play on ps4 and we could still play together uh you play on ps4 yeah yeah so i think i've come to terms with uh I'm going to have to purchase a console in order to play Rocket League. And I think that's also part of the reason that I wanted to talk about 
uh, video games with you is because I, I really do want to get a console. And I want to get a PS4. I did a bunch of reasons. I don't want to get them all. Um, I think PS4 would give me the most bang for my buck. Um, especially since I guess they have like a new PS4 coming out, like this Neo. Yeah, I don't know if that's official, but there's a, there's a lot of smoke around that. Yeah, but they're also, they have, uh, so like one, I want to play Rocket League, um, maybe even Rocket League with you. Knowing my luck, by the time I, I get a PS4, um, you're going to be over it and onto something else, or you're just going to be a grandmaster at it and not want to play with me. Yeah, at this point, I am not a grandmaster. We'll see. <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm also really excited about is the uh, the PlayStation VR yeah, possibilities. Yeah. That's something that definitely has been announced, and that is coming sometime this year, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, we could spend multiple shows talking about VR, but I did put in a pre-order for PlayStation VR, which I think will be fulfilled in, like, October. So, yeah, yeah. it's this year, but, like, it's still several months out um and i think like the thing about this that's so compelling to me is that i already have a ps4 exactly i can buy this headset and it comes with a little processing box that uh is um it's necessary to actually like have vr work with the playstation but all these other uh vr solutions like facebook's oculus and HTC's Vive, although they look really, really cool, they all require like expensive gaming PCs in addition to an expensive headset. And in the case of the Vive, like a motion tracking system, like the Vive, don't get me wrong, looks amazing. And friend of the show, Matt Stolman has a Vive and, you know, really vouches for it. But I just can't commit to buying a gaming PC with Windows on it that I'm never going to use. And and the headset when I have a perfectly good PS4, you know, yeah. sitting right in my uh, living room. Dude, I, I totally agree with you. I am of the opinion that VR is going to be really, really big in the next couple of years, and it's going to explode. And I think that PlayStation VR is going to be leading that charge for the reasons that you named. I think that not having to have a dedicated gaming PC and having it be available for, like being the first to market for a major console is going to be just absolutely huge for Sony. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft made a token effort, like all the Facebook's Oculus Rift, that comes bundled with like an Xbox One controller, and that is nowhere near like a complete VR solution like PlayStation's offering. Like you want to look at um, like potential market or potential like adoption like gaming PCs in general I think I think the Vive and the Oculus they target the high end of those and you're already paying like hundreds to thousands of dollars for a gaming PC like you just have to put down $300 for a PS4 and there are millions of them out there and you'll be able to use the PlayStation VR and that is just a big leg up so I totally agree with you yeah. And with a new technology like VR, not having to worry about supporting different hardware, like different graphics card and different CPUs and memory configurations and all that, like knowing basically the hardware that you're building for, I think is going to really help it gain traction. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I have resigned myself to not resign myself. I'm excited about getting a PlayStation 4. Um 
but because of these neo rumors um i like like we talked about before i don't want the buyer's remorse of getting a ps4 and then they announce an upgraded one a month after that so i'm i'm waiting at least until the vr stuff comes out but if the new updated playstation 4 comes out before that i'll snag one my uh my pro tip is to wait until after e3 which is early june so if there's going to be moves in this uh space it will probably be right then so oh. wait a month yeah good good tip did you hear about nintendo at e3 uh are they not going to be there was that the thing they are as far as oh no I know, it's just one game right? just one game yeah the new zelda game yeah yeah which actually i find very intriguing so i might pay a little bit of attention to e3 between sony news and nintendo dude zelda news i'm so glad we're talking about video games this is so long overdue <laughs> Like the the thing about the new Zelda game, which I agree looks really cool. I love Zelda. Like I, you know, just for that, I want to get a Wii U. But it is super discouraging that it's already basically a dead platform. Like Nintendo's already been hyping the next Nintendo console for like a year now. Like the Nintendo NX, it's called. And and this the Zelda game will be available, from what I heard, on the Wii U and on this new console. And and there's like a nice back catalog for the Wii U. It's been out for several years now. There's like great Mario games, Mario Kart, things like that. So like I'm I'm really internally conflicted about whether or not I should get a Wii U. You know, it goes back to the newest and greatest, you know. It has a nice catalog of games, but there's something new around the corner. Like yep. that's the part that kills me. Yep. You want to be a savvy consumer. I do. Buy so at the right time. So I don't know. I'm I'm very interested in seeing what this Nintendo, uh, this Zelda business is. But uh, but we'll we'll see on that. I'm I have reservations. Yeah, you said uh, early June is E3. Yep, yep. Uh, be fun to see if uh, any new news comes out. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about video games here. Uh, speaking of the PS4, so just yesterday a big tentpole release came out for the ps4 and that is uncharted 4 a oh. thief's end so I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the uncharted franchise i have not played any of the uncharted games before this one drake uh this is another series that uh l- is leading me to purchase a ps4 but I've i've never played any of them yeah, what I mean, I've heard only good things about them. They're supposed to be like explosive, have these really cool like um action sequences that you still control and this game is that but like to the nth degree. Like it it is really really cool. Now I've only played like an hour uh, up until the title sequence part and a little bit past that, but you know, I I watched a review with Mary Beth and I could see that she was intrigued. So I downloaded uh, this game. Now, this is cool about the PS4. I purchased this game yesterday morning uh, on the PlayStation website at work and downloaded it to my PC. So when I, or my PlayStation 4. So when I got home after work, it was ready to be played. So Mary Beth and I, instead of watching Netflix, like we normally do, uh, we sat down and I played Uncharted 4 and it was really, really cool. Like, it was jaw-droppingly gorgeous, the title sequence. And it was really fun gameplay. And the thing that stood out to me, because I've been playing a lot of games recently, was that I didn't see or really perceive, like, any loading screens. Like, when you die in Uncharted 4, 
you are immediately jumped back to the place where you died. As opposed to a game like Hitman, which I've also been playing, which is fun. But when you get uh, killed in that game, it is like a minute and a half until it, the level loads up and you start again. Like you can go grab a drink and a snack and come back and it will still not be loaded up. As opposed to Uncharted, which like not only does it jump you back into the action after you die very fast, there's like seamless transitions between cutscenes and gameplay. It's it's just like gorgeous. Like it's it feels more like a interactive movie than it does a traditional video game where there's like levels and you go to a menu and there's like blah blah blah. Like it it just feels like a different experience. Yeah. Um so two things. One, the the cinematic feel of it. Um and also the attractiveness of the male lead make mm. me think that maybe uh maybe my wife would like to watch while I play this game, which is a big win. Like if I can take over the living room TV and uh and play a video game. Um but then the also thing the other thing about loading screens, um I heard a rumor going back to Nintendo that their new console is going to go back to cartridges instead of discs. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. And a big reason that I could see them actually doing that is to improve loading times. Pop in a cartridge, game plays immediately. And I I really miss those days. We've gone away from it. Um we've gotten really far away from it. We've got system updates all the time and software updates and then like you mentioned loading screens every, you know, at least every time you want to play the game and oftentimes in between levels and stuff like that. Um and so that's not only is it annoying, but for someone like me and you now that you have a lawn to take care of, like <laughs> you have less time to play video games. And so if you're going to take up a uh a big chunk of it having to worry about loading, then uh then that that sucks and eventually just gets to be a non-starter. Yep. I got in in return for your two things, I have two things. Okay. So first one is that uh it, funny enough, Nintendo at least for their portables, they still are using like a cartridge system, you know, like right. they have like the little memory card type thing. So I don't think that is that outlandish, like because in some respects, that's still what Nintendo is doing, like up until right now on their current systems. So that makes a lot of sense that they would bring the pros of that over to their console games. Like back in the day, you used to be able to fit more um, more storage onto a disc than onto a cartridge, but like with flash storage and things like that, I'm not sure that's a concern nowadays. Uh, the other thing about respecting your time and how you have less time for gaming, dude. The uh, autos or the rest mode of the PS4 is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Now this won't help you in an online only game like Rocket League, where you have to start a new session and like it's you know the the entire experience is online only, except for like some practice stuff. But like a game like Uncharted or or Fallout or anything like that where it's a solo campaign, you can like put your PS4 to sleep and when you resume it, you are exactly where you were in a level. Like again, a game like Uncharted, I don't see loading screens very often, but in a game where you end up having a lot of uh like multi minute loading screens, it is such a uh a time saver. I know Mike Dickman's talked about this too, because he has a young child and just being able to put the controller down and come back like 20 minutes later and you're right where you were and you can jump into it is such a cool, like, we're living in the future kind of moment. 
Yeah. Uh, I've heard about that, and that definitely seems like it would help me out a lot. Hey, uh, speaking of being respectful about time, you want to wrap it up? Oh, that was smooth. That was that was nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, okay, so if you would like to find out more about me and Aaron, I, or me, I guess, um, I am at AdamComp on Twitter. I have a blog that I post to every once in a while. That's www.adamcomp.com. And we are collectively uh, TechDown. You can follow us on at TechDown. FM. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. What's our Twitter handle? At TechDownFM. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. As well as www.techdown.fm on the internet. Aaron, where can people find you? So I'm also on Twitter. It is at Aaron Comp. I have a website, which is www.aaroncomp.com. And like Adam mentioned earlier in the show, if you want to follow us on Snapchat, we'll be putting links slash snap codes into our release notes. So check that out. Follow us. All right. Good show. Well, I'll see you in uh, another semi-week. All right. Good show, man.